Welcome to the Farmer's Voice. I'm Alan Watts with Kentucky Farm Bureau. On today's program, we visit with Boyd County farmer John McGlone. John, tell us about your farming operation in Boyd County. Uh, we have a, a very small sheep operation that got started. Uh, well, my family have had uh, a dairy farm for uh, close to 100 years. They uh, closed the family farm or the dairy operation in the early 1970s, migrated over to beef cattle, and so uh, growing up involved in agriculture, I didn't particularly want to do it. I, I was uh, inherently lazy, however, uh, whenever my son was eight years old, uh, he was gifted with uh, uh, two steers uh, to show in our county fair, uh, keeping in mind that, that uh, the first we'd gone, our county had gone several years without a county fair, without a livestock show. And uh, the first year, there were two steers and a sheep, a lamb, in our county fair livestock show. And at that point, we had to have a 4-H livestock leader. There was none. Uh, so I, it came down to two parents, or two sets of parents. And so I drew the short straw. I became the livestock leader, and we've grown from there. And so uh, we've had just about every aspect of uh, livestock over the years, but we've settled on sheep. Uh, we have, like I said, a small operation, just just a few, uh, just to uh, really the idea is to, sh- to uh, supply our uh, local kids with some lands uh, for club lands for the uh, for the fair, and you know that's what we're uh, that, that's our goal right now. I'm nearing retirement age; don't have any grandchildren, and so. Uh, you know, we'll see uh, see what direction holds on down the road uh, as far as that goes. Tell me a little bit about the history of the farm. You said you dairy cattle at one time. How did your farm get started here with your family? I don't live on the the family farm that, on that particular farm where I, where I live. I've just got a few acres. Our family farm where we had dairy, it's another member of the family, and they currently have beef cattle there, located there. Uh, my great-great-grandfather, in addition to dairy, he also was the uh, community blacksmith and, and very widely known, had, a, had an excellent reputation as a blacksmith. And then uh, he, along with other family members, had you know, had the dairy farm and they delivered. Uh, they were very, uh, an independent dairy farm and, and uh, in the late 1960s, uh, they started, started uh, providing a local... Uh, milk company with milk, and that lasted for about five or six years, and, and just didn't make economic sense at that time. So, my great uncle he retired at that point. My grandfather was an electrician, so he worked off the farm from then on, and and the uh, cattle at that point supplemented all of their incomes. Let me ask you this: uh, You mentioned your sheep and what you have there. What kind of sheep have you guys found work best for you in the 4-H club lands there? Hemp and Suffolk Cross, just the traditional club lambs. And they're about 50-50. The ram is a Suffolk, and uh, so we rotate from Suffolk to Hemp back and forth just to try to keep the base used as as close to 50-50 cross as we can. So tell me a little bit about uh, your involvement in other things there in the community. You're involved in Farm Bureau, other organizations, other boards and commissions there in your community as well? Sure. Um, Farm Bureau uh, has uh, 
I'm on the local board uh, there, and and uh, I tell you, Farm Bureau is is a tremendous asset in our community. We do do a lot of things that is not only with agriculture but outside as well. Um, personally, I'm on a local volunteer fire department board on the state extension council for the extension service, and then been a 4-H leader and extension district board member, uh, those sorts of things. Been involved in many agriculture-related projects, community events for years. Worked at the community college, so as, as a part of that, I was involved in a lot of did a lot of community service activities over the years from River City's Harvest, which takes excess food from restaurants, grocery stores, and gives it to uh, those needy families daily cook foods that end up in a community kitchen or excess produce, excess groceries that go to a clearinghouse. We don't necessarily give directly to individuals, but we give to organizations uh, that support families. I believe last year that the uh, total poundage was somewhere around 900,000 pounds. So it's a very large organization for a uh, fairly small community like Ashland. Tell me a little bit about what are some of the biggest challenges out there for you today in farming and agriculture, Mr. Ron? Well, I'm looking at it more from a global perspective for, you know, following the news. The supply chain right now I see is is very challenging. Almost daily I, I get calls or uh, requests from individuals for folks looking for custom meat, looking for half or whole beef or lamb, pigs, whatever. The issue is uh, with the SDA regulations in our area. There's not a lot of not a lot of processors that can handle those, and and those that are booked for several months in advance. That coupled with what's going on with the COVID nineteen situation, a lot of people are concerned about supplies and and really about the economic scale uh, whether they're going to be able to afford, particularly meat in the future. And a lot of people are raising gardens in our area that traditionally do not raise, you know, don't raise gardens or getting into that. But it's it's really hard for people who've never done that to go ahead and raise raise a steer or raise a lamb or a pig, and then worry about butchering it and getting it processed properly. So those are things that I see as challenges on on an individual scale, uh, just because you know people are concerned right now. What about the things at the end of the day when you look at farming and agriculture in your life? John, what are some things that say, hey, this is why I love doing what I love and, and love agriculture and love, love being a part of it? Well, for me personally, I love being able to see, to feel like we're making a difference with the kids, uh, with our, uh, with the next generation teaching kids through 4-H, FFA. In our area, both of them are very, very closely tied together. Being able to, you know, for what I've individually for what I do is extremely rewarding. As a Farm Bureau member, uh, seeing the support that we give to uh, not only agriculture but also uh, for our whole community uh, is equally and so rewarding. I'm just extremely happy to be involved in, in an organization that, whose mission is to uh, support agriculture and make it better. Without food, fiber, and clothing, none of us are going to be alive. 
You've been listening to The Farmer's Voice from Kentucky Farm Bureau. Our special guest today, Boyd County Farmer, John McGlone. I'm Alan Watts for Kentucky Farm Bureau.